0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up
1: now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
1: plus. The Rundown Live is brought to you by AbovePhone.com. Play above the rules of Big Tech. Above Phone. Ah,
0: it's that time again. Time to relax and kick up your feet. Grab your favorite beverage and tune in to The Rundown Live. Your forecast into the future.
1: Rundown Live, one, two, three. I'm your host, Chris T. Harris, here live with Don By Jr., broadcasting from the Milwaukee Studio on KGRADB.com. Make sure you guys are tuning in. If you guys want to watch the video, we have it live on the RundownLive.com, KGRADB.com, and we are cataloged everywhere where podcasts are found. Band.video, that's right, band.video. And if you don't know where to find us, the rundownlive.com is the place to be. Also, Rumble. Follow us on Rumble. We now have a channel on there. It's blowing up. We got that official check mark, which seems to be hard to do on just about every platform except for uh, the ones where we're blowing up. So YouTube, It's you know, it's nice not to have the censorship. That's where I'm going to go with this right away. Like, it's (laughs) wild because I feel like we're getting the attention that we deserve, the 3,000 views per episode. And it shows you how much censorship YouTube was having. You know, we have about, like, three, only, like, 300 followers right now in Rumble, but a lot of people go to the Rundown Live. Dot com the therundownlive.com to get information. Today's broadcast is brought to you by none other than um, abovephone.com. And we got uh, a bunch of other stuff we're going to be talking about during our commercials. But if you want to support us, you know how. Check out therundownlive.com. Pick up a shirt and everything else. But it's been a while. Uh, we've been doing much improvements. The station has been switching over to different types of software and upgrades. And you know, Don and I needed a, a little bit of a vac- of a vacation. Man, I'm telling you, talking about bad news all day. No bueno, it's no good, man. It's stressful on you. And you know, that's all and it's not that we want to talk about bad news, it's that we want to bring information that's pertinent to you. And a lot of times it seems like doom and gloom. And sometimes there's really good news out there. Fireman saving cats from trees. Everyone loves cats. Like if we just did cat videos on this program or talk about star seeds, we'd be huge. We billions (laughs) of views, they say billions if you talk about star seeds. I'm gonna channel Gandalf right now. And we're going to talk about Frodo Bagans because in, in a multiverse where there's infinite possibilities, obviously, the Lord of the Rings is happening right now. And all we got to do is channel Gandalf. You know, it's just wild, the world, and the what people are willing to believe to escape the reality we have. But, uh, you know, it, it's great to be back. I missed you guys. I really did from the bottom of my heart. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Don and I did do some cameos. Right, Don? Didn't you do a cameo recently? You were I, on Clyde oh
2: uh, okay the in appearance like that I, I thought you you meant like that the actual like website cameo stuff was like no i i don't you know do any of that but you yeah, recently yeah i was on, only uh, fans account <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, Junior, plug your only fans account. <laughs> yeah, no, so i recently did do an appearance on, on uh clyde lewis um i I honestly can't remember what we talked about at the current given time. It's late at night. I'm tired. I've been up for almost 24 hours at this point, so forgive me. Um, and also, we have uh, I've been on the Free Thought Project podcast a couple more times. I joined uh, Matt and Jason here recently. We had uh, Brandon Williams, uh, who I'm going to try to get on this show, actually. I have to email him tomorrow, but we're going to try to get him on this show as well. Uh, go definitely check those out. Great podcasts. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's – uh, it's been a time, man. We needed a little bit of a break, and uh, honestly, I'm glad to be back. You know, um, things have been going on, stuff in the world. I've been a little down in the dumps lately, but I can tell I'm, you know, this is, this is what I need to get back on track, man, just get doing our thing.
1: You know, so glad to be here. And I missed you. I did. I missed you and I love you, brother. And I love all our listeners out there. And I know you guys missed us too, because people were messaging messaging us today. Are you finally back? And yeah, we're back. We're (laughs) back. We're not going anywhere. like
2: right as our intro was playing, uh Andy sent me a message. He's like, Hey, you guys live? I'm like, Yeah, we're live right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get in the chat, rumble. Uh yeah, by no. the way, rumble seems to be the the place to be, and that's rumble.com forward slash C forward slash the Rundown Live, And you can find this cataloged anywhere podcast or found, like we mentioned before. But uh yeah, man, it was a, it was needed. I got a chance to host um the American Journal for Harrison Smith, who had a little baby, Goo Goo Gaga, and he needed some time off and they gave me a Wednesday. And, you know, I'll take that over a Monday any day, you know, but uh, it was nice. I got to open up for the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Jones, love him or hate him. um, The guy reaches a ridiculous amount of people and he's been very influential in, you know, the parapolitical and conspiracy culture. You know, pop conspiracy culture can be defined by Alex Jones in the last 15, 20 years. And before that, maybe William Cooper and other individuals, Richard Dolan, Jim Mars, uh, and going forward, we could talk about all that stuff. But, you know, uh, it was a really neat experience, got to deal with, uh, you know, their producers. And I guess it turned out pretty good. We had Ryan Gable on and uh, Zoltan. I brought Zoltan on to talk transhumanism. And it was funny, the revolt I got in all the comments. They're like, what? <laughs> Involvers is promoting transhumanism. I'm like, bro, if you only it's a tool, it's a science. If you only right. allow bad people, and I'm not saying people all that all are invested in are bad, but if you only leave progressives to do stuff you're going to get a very progressive result and you're not going to be happy about it so people need to get involved that was my point in terms it's the technology and technology is a tool and we're going to dive into a bunch of tech stories today including if ai should be able to have access to the nuclear codes and what could go wrong you know let's give AI the nukes it loves us you know terminator you know all of a sudden it's going to be launching the nukes and uh and the question is is will it get the nukes nuke codes on its own like does it even need humans to give it permission? Um, these are all different questions that are in the news. We're gonna get we're gonna dive into Mayday, the origins of the Illuminati. And for those that don't know, tomorrow, I'm going to be on the Liberty broadcast with Rachel Ray and Alex Drones at eight pm. and I will be doing an exclusive Illuminati historical document dump. Um I have over two hundred newspaper documents on the Illuminati. and it was funny. Um, because I'm a part of a group on Facebook, I like to troll because people say dumb stuff all the time in there. They're like, "I know what a cult is," and people are like, "Why is why is the Bible a cult?" Or people just have questions. They're inquisitive, inquisitive. and so some of it's trolling, and some of it, some of it is calling BS. You know, right. I like to go there and be like the fact checker sometimes. And one of the things was was Freemasons read Wow. Freemasonry's involvement with the Illuminati and um, there's Masons in there arguing, you know, the Illuminati's dead. They killed it in Germany. And I was like, that's very misleading. The Illuminati had lodges in Bavaria, in Germany, of course, that is Bavaria, France, Italy, Bulgaria, a Sweden and an America, and you're, yeah, they killed the ones in Germany, but there was still a whole lot more all over the world. So, like, what happened to those lodges? And then all of a sudden, they were like, Well, you know. Uh, you are a conspiracy theorist. Well, I mean, didn't Adam Weissop start the Shriners? No, he didn't. Then I posted a bunch of articles showing he founded the Shriners. He goes, well, you know, that isn't who we recognize as the founder. So you choose not to recognize them doesn't change the history right. of what your organization is. It's, exactly. just like, it's just like Albert Pike's KKK ties. And right. they're like, well, what about the Prince Albert Hall or Prince Hall? And I'm like... I don't know if he really started that. I, I question it after seeing in Masonic encyclopedias that he was a founding member of the KKK and all this other bizarre stuff. And I'm not hating on Freemasons, because there's a lot of great Masons. I know some 33rd degree Masons People are going to be like, Illuminati, confirmed! You know, no, like, if you don't have conversations, I'm friends with those guys, too. We had Leo Line Zagami on here, former OTO Satanist, now a born-again Christian, changed his life, and allegedly he was a member of the modern-day version of the Illuminati, you know, so, uh, you know, it was interesting, and I like to go on these forums and talk to Masons, because it's funny to me uh, how wild and how uneducated, like, they've never read a Masonic book. It's, it right. really blows my mind in and and the whole rhetoric because there's a new, ver- like Americanized masonry is mostly Christianized masonry, but yeah. the Grand the grand Lodges is more of the more progressive, you know, New World Order-esque styles. So, right. you know, I, I brought all these documents up and I have all this information. I've dug up over 200 newspaper articles on the Illuminati, including conversations that George Washington had about the Illuminati.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's sort of I, I can't remember exactly who's the first one to, to really popularize this. But like, it's it's sort of like that that saying that goes like the lower level Masons, you know, with all due respect, they really have no clue what's going on. It's only like I think Manly P. Hall even you know mentioned this is like it's only once you get to like level 30, 31, 32, 33, that you really start to get a grasp of what's happening. If you're just like a low level entry Mason, like, oh, I, I pay my dues to the lodge and we go. Lou, every weekend,
1: it's like you—you really have no clue what's happening. Well, and so it's very simple. In Albert Pike, you know, they're—they're most celebrated. Mason in all of history was Elver Pike. They exhumed his body and moved it to a Scottish temple, and he has like an honorary burial that no other Mason has ever had. And the dude literally is mentioned in Masonic encyclopedias, Coils Encyclopedia on Freemasonry to be exact, as being a founding member of the KKK. And I, I can pull up the documents if people don't, if they want them. I got them. I was posting them on you know, Facebook and all the Masons were like, how dare you? You, you are a poor soul. And I'm like, ad hominem, ad hominem, you're winning this debate there, bro. I feel (laughs) you. I feel you. You're like, just make fun of me. Just make fun of me because you think that you know more because you haven't read the Masonic books. It was Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma, which was considered the Masonic Bible, where he says that the, the, the fastest way to enlightenment is from outside the lodges because those from outside the lodges aren't permeated with the fake uh, exoteric or uh, exoteric meaning and misled purposely uh, because once they hit the 30th degree, that's when they're enlightened and they start to learn the real purpose of uh, masonry, which in the Albert Mackey's Encyclopedia on Freemasonry, you can go look it up, Nimrod. Nimrod in the old constitutions is considered the founder of the craft. And everyone says it's King Solomon. Well, that was changed in the 1700s because masons were like, well, it's probably not good to have a guy instilled cannibalism, human sacrifice sacrifice and became a sun worship deity, uh, you know, as the main focal point. And I honestly believe masonry started way before that, Babylon, before Babylon. I wouldn't doubt that it was Atlantean once you start reading these uh, emerald tablets where they talk about thought and he's talking about the people of light. Who are the people of the light? Are they the illuminated ones? You know, are they the illuminated? Is that where these ideologies come from? And it's wild to me. It's really crazy. And Um, People just don't, you know, people don't want to have the conversation. But since we're diving right into it, and I wanted to start off with nuclear codes, but it just felt right. Here's a a document discussing George Washington's conversation about the Illuminati in America. And I want to mention that, first of all, Benjamin Franklin and our very own Thomas Jefferson were defenders of Adam Weishaupt. They said that he was a utopian in the vein of William Godfrey. And it's like listed right here. These are conversations of George Washington um, have, or having conversations about Illuminati possibly being here in America. This is, you know, history. Right. And people want to deny that it ever happened. They're like, Oh, that's uh, blah, blah, blah. These never happened. You ain't go look up the notes. It's there. You can find it. And, and it's this organization Ended up permeating many and creating many new organizations, such as Skull and Bones and uh, other organizations that were very influential. And I think it's really interesting when we start looking at the history behind this and what was said. Yeah. Done. Because there, there were even. Uh...
2: I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, now I remember uh, with Benjamin Franklin, he was a member of a, a group, an organization called the hellfire club. And even, yeah. uh, even Jefferson himself was a member. I think it was called the black hat club. These are all like little offshoot secret societies. And you know, like that's not necessarily to say that they were bad guys. You know, there's a, there's nuance and there's a debate to be had. There's like what their intentions were. I've, talk to people for a long time for many years about you know the real purposes of the American Revolution if you think it was just about tea taxes and attempted arms confiscations you really don't understand the history you know there's a whole uh, you know the banking system the understanding how the founding fathers understood that the banking system of England was being co-opted by these families and their ties to forces like the illuminati and whatnot and it's a possibility that the American Revolution was in reality sort of a war for You know, certain Masons of that time, Washington uh, and Franklin and his brood and whatnot, trying to break away from the sort of corrupt masons of europe and it's like that that's a whole like it's a potential conversation we really don't know what the hell was going on but we know that that was you know it's all played a part into that and you know people can't deny that history you know we have it right here in in black and white we have the
1: documents <laughs> to quote alex jones we have the documents <laughs> well what's interesting, well okay so first of all in my research i found out that thomas jefferson and benjamin franklin went to the french lodges in France. And in France, those were the Illuminati lodges in the majority. Yeah. They were very progressive. They were involved in mysticism. Um, Adam Weishaupt, who founded the Bavarian Illuminati, they lo- often left us, quote him, as being a Jesuit. That is false. Uh, he was rejected by the Jesuits. They laughed at his plan for world do- uh, uh, not, uh, domination. They, they actually made fun of him. And only like one or two Jesuits joined his order, and he ended up hating them. That's why they have uh, the pyramid with the all-seeing eye because it is his version that he was rejected by the Jesuits. See, the pyramid with the all-seeing eye that's on the back of the dollar bill, right? That represents Jesus Christ biblically. Uh, Jesus was considered the chief cornerstone that Masons rejected. And so what it is is in Freemasonry, a cornerstone is the foundation of the building. But if there's a pyramid at the top, It is the chief cornerstone because you can't put another brick on top of it. So as a Mason, what they would do is cut it off. That's why in the back of the dollar bill, the top pyramid is separate from the bottom, right? And uh, Jesus was the chief cornerstone that was rejected by the church. Well, Adam Weishaupt was a chief cornerstone of the Illuminati that was rejected by the Jesuits. And hence what that logo most likely meant throughout the the organization. And that's why you see it everywhere. It's a remembrance of his ideology. And not to mention they had funding from the Rothschilds, amongst other things. But one thing people say, well, you know, the ideology of Adam Weishaupt is uh, no longer around. This is all fake news. Well, let me me stop sharing this for a second and bring up another document here. And we're going to probably dive into this a little bit here. Um, And let's see here. Oh, okay, right here this is the shrine. This is a evening star document on Freemasonry, right? This is right here. We can go all the way to the bottom and it will talk about somebody right here in Europe. Well, we'll let's see, we'll pull it up in big letters. So all those deniers that say, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. We're going to pull it up here in really big letters. So you guys can read along. All right. And, um, Let's see here. Give me a second to pull this up or get the exact location while we have it blown way up. Ah, All right. Let's zoom back out. All right. Here it is. In Europe. Okay. That's where it's located. Bottom right-hand corner. Sorry, guys. And, okay, it says, in Europe, one of the most recent organizers of the Order of the Shrine, he was an organizer of the Order of the Shrine, was Adam Weishaupt. Who's Adam Weishaupt? Well, he was a professor of law at the University of Ingolstadt. Boy, our Adam Weishaupt of the Illuminati was also a uh, professor at the University of Ingolstadt, huh? In Bavaria, oh, same location. In the year of American independence, he revived the order. Oh, who broke, who? Oh, who revived the order of the Shriners? Oh, who brought, it? so he revived it. That means it was dead. And he brought it back. He's solely responsible for bringing the Shriners back. Do you think that there's Shriners still around? We have a huge Shriner lodge right here in Milwaukee. And I'm not saying that Shriners are bad people. I'm just saying that the guy who founded them was. He, he wanted to establish a new world order, and that's where that term comes from. Uh, it, it was Adam Weishaupt; he's the one that really coined that phrase. Uh, by the way, here it goes on to say, "The American Independence he rise the he revived the order of the Shriners under the name of the Illuminati." Oh, the Illuminati is is synonymous with Shrine Order, the Shriners. Ooh, ah. Establishing a society whose members became known all over the continent. Oh, boy. I thought that was just a conspiracy that there is no Illuminati. And you know what the only secular sect in Freemasonry is that you don't have to believe in the is The Shriners, I guess. Yeah, the <laughs> Shriners. And their symbolism is the horns, Molech, and the moon semi ramis uh, wife, the creator of the mystery religion, and they're the ones that are always involved in all these like the Battle Creek Lodge that was having orgies. I'm just saying, I'm not you can guys can have a little giggity giggity if you guys want to, but don't deny it and be like, Oh, we're all we're all church and religion here, and you know, they got the order of the jesters and all these other things, and people take advantage of. Uh, and it's kind of like a privatized swinger club sometimes. I'm not saying all Shriners are swingers either. I'm just saying, you know, from what I've done in my research, there's a little bit of that that goes on. And I'm sure that those brethren of the Lodges are not the respected Masons. You see it here mostly in America. But – I just wanted to point out that this is from the Evening Star in Washington, D.C., a D.C. mainstream news publication in 1935 five of June 10th. And it's not the only publication. I found like 10 or 11 other publications that list Adam Weishaupt's influence in the shrine, the Order of the Shrine. So you want to know what the shrine is? It's started by the Illuminati. Right. And that's not even the only aspect like that's the secret society aspect or rather one
2: of the secret society aspects. But uh, we'll get in after uh, we get back from commercial break. We'll get into how the or the Illuminati and the ideals of the Illuminati influenced the creation of Marxism and the birth of communism. But with that being said, we've come across our first commercial break. So get in the comments, hit that like button, share, like, subscribe. And we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors.
3: Over 99% of phones are tied to one of two corporations that work with governments to surveil and control us. At Above Phone, we believe you're far more than a data set. It's time for us to get above. Above corporate surveillance, above media censorship, above advertising and tracking. With this phone, you have the freedom to choose. Download apps from alternative sources. Make phone calls without SIM cards. Avoid ads and apps and lockdown permissions. Avoid EMF through ethernet. Privacy is freedom. Exercise it. There's apps for your every need. Maps and navigation, communications, music and video, cameras, and more. Plus all the apps you know and love. You can also get Above Privacy Suite, a cutting edge bundle of privacy services. This includes encrypted messaging, calls and video calls, ad video conferencing, a private email and calendar, VPN, and even a search engine. It's not just a phone. It's a complete privacy solution. And we help every step of the way, 24-7 email and chat support and a free 30-minute call with us. So learn more and watch our free webinar at learn.abovephone.com or buy the phone today at abovephone.com. Did you know
4: 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated? If you struggle with focus, run low on energy, or when it's time to finally sleep, you simply can't, this can all be linked to dehydration. And Fuel Up has the answer. Our proprietary formula contains the finest cellular hydration with the strongest immune-enhancing natural ingredients. The Fuel Up system is made up of three different incredibly tasting varieties. Wake, kickstart your day with a jolt of caffeine. Play boosts focus while hydrating your cells. Rest not only helps you relax, but also rejuvenates your cells while you sleep. Here's what our clients have to say. I really don't miss my coffee, and you can tell the difference.
1: So I'm going to take it for the energy. I'm going to take it for the play. I'm going to take it you know, all day. And it works. That's the thing. It works. We love it.
4: Take the Fuel Up Challenge now, where we offer a Feel the Difference money-back guarantee. Fuel Up for Life.
3: Trevor, we really liked the
1: last album.
0: I mean, we really, really liked it. We loved
3: it.
1: And have decided to give you a TV special to go along with the next one, huh? How does that make you feel? That's great. I'm so excited. Oh,
4: So are we. So are we.
1: We are so excited.
3: Now, there's just a couple little uh, official things we have to get out of the way. Okay.
4: Since we're an international media company, uh, you're going to have to meet with the higher-ups and go over some stuff. Is that all right?
1: Sure. Well, then, uh, why don't you just show him down the hall? Yeah. No problem. Trevor, follow me. <laughs> okay.
5: Wow.
1: Whoa. This is a cool office. I like the little fire things over there and everything. Hi, we're the... Oh. Hi, we're the Illuminati.
2: Hi.
0: Hello. Alright, So we heard about your big special. We are very excited. Yeah, thanks. Me too. Yeah, but before you can do a special on a major cable network, we're going to need you to sign some things. Okay, sounds good. Uh, we're also going to need you to swear a blood oath to us and our cause. And if you violate this oath, we're going to murder you and everyone that you love.
1: Got it. Great. You'll also need to pledge your soul to Baphomet. He's this god that we all worship. Mm-hmm. Okay. He looks pretty cool. He's like a crazy goat man kind of thing.
0: (laughs) Now, we will need you to include some of our messaging
1: in your program. Oh, okay, so you mean like there's gonna be a commercial sponsor or something?
0: No, 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 no. nothing tacky like that,
1: no we just want you
0: to have some you know self-destructive themes you know like we use a lot of hip-hop artists to glorify violence and drugs uh pop stars to push materialism country acts to instill suspicion of education oh okay
1: that sounds cool we'll also need to film you in a lewd act with a minor to use as blackmail if you ever think of telling anyone about anything that happened here today
0: now could I self-tape that or is that something that you'd want me to shoot here we'd like you to do that here well finally we're gonna need a suicide note in your own handwriting just in case things get crazy (laughs) I actually might have an
2: old one on me Um, I'm sort of a pack rat (laughs) I think we're good Trevor do you
3: have any questions for us um yeah who killed Kennedy
1: A French sniper, but it was set up by Lyndon Johnson. Right, sorry, that was a stupid question.
0: Yeah. Are aliens real? Aliens are real. What are they like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, some are very cool, some are Mm kind of shitty. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're pretty tight with the shitty ones. Is anything else, anything at all? Uh, Yeah, I forgot my federal ID number. Is it okay if I just leave that blank? (sighs) Yeah, we can fill that in.
1: Great, I think that's it for me. Trevor. We're all looking forward to working with you.
0: Yeah, me too. And remember, just have fun with this thing. But don't ever cross this, because if you do, well, we've implanted a small explosive device in your heart.
5: Mm. You're listening to your daily programming with The Rundown Live. Your forecast into the future.
1: we diving into May Day and the Illuminati and all these different things. Our show took a little bit of a turn, and you know what? We needed to talk about a lot of this stuff because it is May. May Day is the founding May first of 1776 is the founding of the Illuminati. And interesting take on a lot of this is something that I pulled out from the uh, a book by a Jewish rabbi, and I wanted to give you the Jewish version of the history. Of uh, what we're about to talk about here. If you guys don't know the history of Adam Weishaupt, there's a great book by Jim Mars on the order of the Illuminati that gets into the dive historical references and books. And uh, there's a book called Scarlet and the Beast talking about the battle of masonry between the Illuminati and, you know, Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson were at least sympathizers of this organization that we now define as the new world order because it's all the same agenda. The United Nations basically is pushing Adam Weishaupt utopianism. You won't own anything in the future. That was one of the things that uh, Adam Weishaupt said he wanted to get rid of Private property, you shouldn't own anything. That sounds like the World Economic Forum. And by the way, Bilderberg is meeting this weekend. Dan Dix is there. We're going to probably have Mark Anderson and Dan Dix hopefully joining us Wednesday. I'm going to see when Dan is available. He is in Portugal right now, Lisbon, Portugal. And he's settling in, probably staying at the hotel where the Bilderbergs will be meeting because that's normally, I think, the MO of a lot of activists that are covering Bilderberg. But when it comes down to this idea, this topic of an organization – they, there's a lot of misinformation surrounding the bavarian illuminati like it disappeared like yeah they 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 kicked they they destroyed the german lodges but they had lodges everywhere already they had infiltrated and then basically their their whole scheme was is that you never knew who was a higher rank than you in the illuminati and when they wanted you to join their organization within masonic lodges don guess what they did they tapped you on the shoulder what society taps people on the shoulders that we do know of Uh, the 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 skull and bones, (laughs) Yale University. Right, they 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 tap you on the shoulder, and uh basically Hegel was also a follower of Weissap, the utopianist in that I progressive ideology. You know, you should not own any private property, amongst other things. But here it is in a book called Eliminate the Eliminate the Opiate by Rabbi Marvin S. Antelman, and I'm gonna put this on the screen for you guys to see where so we can learn a little bit about uh who um and where these ideas of Marxism and the modern day communist movement comes from uh and here in this book it has this to say and we're gonna read probably mm, you know a little bit into it but it says here, we spoke on the formative days of the Bund. by the way, the Bund is the secret society when it set out its aims and purposes and its particular goal of destroying all religion. So basically the Bund Society, they infiltrated Christian Christian uh, Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, and even Muslim societies with the goal of uh, permeating atheism and challenging um, God. Per se, uh, it may be difficult to conceive of how a prof- uh, how a professed Jew or Catholic would seek to destroy its own religion. However, one should consider that the Bun's inner circle consisted of unusually gifted intellectuals who were members of a specific religion by birth only. The super wealthy individuals whose boundless ambitions for power had caused them to become unscrupulous. Their lust for power was such a great dimension, uh, dimensions that it could be, that could cause any loyalty that they may have harbored for their own religious orders to become ancillary and objectives of the Bund. It suited these people, both socially and by temperament, to retain a facade of religious formalism which did not prevent them from going about their demonic business of destroying religion methodically. Catholic traders among them playing out their roles of undermining the authority of the church and its ultimate destruction and turncoat jews among them going about their assigned tasks of undermining and destroying the authority of Judaism. The masterminds of the Bund... B-U-N-D, as was mentioned before, were a handful of super rich, but it is indeed bitterly ironic that the concept of the world conspiracy has been abused by anti-Semitic propaganda. The best reference to these masterminds is is in Quigley's book, which he published in 1966, called Tragedy and Hoped. Among the leaders of the world communism acclaimed by Quigley are Rockefellers and the Morgans. But here, as what we see on the screen, the Bund, which existed as a secret society, was later to become known as the International Communist Party. The actual origin of the bun seems to be lost in obscurity, but it is believed by many political scientists to have been influenced largely by another secret society and organization called the Illuminati, huh? the brainchild of a Bavarian intellectual named Adam Weishaupt, who is believed to have been an ex-Jesuit. The Illuminati was founded on May 1st of, 19, of 1776. Well, what do we celebrate in, on May 1st? Well, it is... It is this for the reason that most and many scholars believe that Mayday has achieved prominent status in Marxist and Leninist organizations and other socialist communist coalition groups throughout the world. When Weishaupt first conceived... Excuse me. Uh, Oh, here we go. Uh, When Weisshopper first conceived a new social order in the world, he was guided by the model of the Republic by Plato. Weisshopper was a professor of canon law in Ingolstadt, Bavaria. The Illuminati was known, obviously, for its diabolical plan of a new world order. New world order. Right. And that's a lot of
2: information just just to unpack in those couple paragraphs. I mean, um, not only do we get into the origination of communism based on the Illuminati manifesto and and the Bund society's influence from the Illuminati and things of that nature, but also um, the corruption uh, within the church, the corruption within religious organizations. And we talk about that a lot of the time. We've mentioned that on previous programs, how um, whether we talk about Israel, whether we talk about Saudi Arabia, which is mainly um, particularly for the Wahhabist version of Islam is, is sort of the counterpart to Israel, and then, of course, whether we talk about the Vatican or the United States, which one uh, sort of supersedes that position in Christianity, why all three of these pillars of the Abrahamic religions seem to have been so co-opted and so corrupted, it is because, as we have been discussing here, that these organizations uh, have been infiltrated for centuries. For centuries, these people have been warming their way into positions of power to destroy these institutions of religion in an effort to destroy man's relation with God, whether you believe God to be of a Christian of an Islamic or Judaism uh, sort of origin is to destroy your connection with God. And ultimately,
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To With any God. It doesn't necessarily have to be Abrahamic because these, you know, their, their whole position, their whole ideology is sort of an atheistic or it's more of an, an older Satanistic Luciferian sort of mystery Babylon religion covered in this veil of, of pseudo-atheism. It's it's this idea, oh, we don't actually believe in any gods, so we want to destroy all gods. But no, in reality, the pseudo-atheism is just a cover for their will to destroy all other religions to usher in this uh, sort of resurgence of the mystery Babylon uh, sort of stuff. And then we, we flip it around and we get to the political side of things and we see um, the way this has happened here with the the rise of communism. And then, of course you know, getting into the history of some of the largest communist nations. We can look to the Soviet Union as a fantastic example, and I've brought this up on this program before. The reason that the Soviet Union was able to flourish as it did uh, with the Bolshevik Revolution could not have happened without the assistance of the United States and Wall Street and a lot of these bankers, the Bush family, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. And if you don't know about that, go read the book, Uh, Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution by Professor Anthony C. Sutton, a fantastic book that sort of covers how the United States government was involved in helping to facilitate the Bolshevik Revolution to put Lenin and others in place so that that revolution could take place and sort of establish this false dichotomy of communism versus capitalism. So without diving too far into that can of worms and really busting the whole thing open here, you can see, as I said, like there's a whole lot here to unpack whether it's world the history of world politics or the history of world religion, it all ties into this, and it's very important history for people to understand.
1: Well, not only that, so diving into it, the Illuminati Manifesto is essentially what Karl Marx turned into the Communist Manifesto. Yeah. See, the organization as known as the Bund was the full name was Bund der Geruchten. Do you want to know what that stands for, Don? Mm-hmm. Yes, that stands I for, don't speak German. That stands for League of the Just. What is the Justice League? And what are the colors of the comic book heroes in the Le- Justice League? It's communist in colors, a lot of them. If you look at it, it's not by chance that that's there. I'm just giving you some examples of the symbolism. But having considered fleetingly the origins of the Illuminati in our discussions here of the reform movement and the uh, we shall now discuss the greater detail the organization operas- or operations of the Illuminati that preceded by about two generations, the period that we were just discussing. It is known by political scientists that they're divided as the Illuminati and its relationship to the Communist Party, but there is no argument about the relationship between the Illuminati and Jacobins who executed the terror during the French Re- Revolution. Um, there is also no argument amongst prominent Judiciary, judic, Jude, um, excuse me, Jewish scholars, as the the continuum that existed between Jewish-born heretics who were followers of the false messiah Shabbatai Svi through the successors and the radical partitioners of Sebastian called, called the Frankists. Named after the founder, Jacob Frank, the Jacobins, and the Reform Movement. The Illuminati paralleled the Frankists in both time and geography, the seat of both movements being the German and the Illuminati, and the uh, Goldstadt Bavaria and the Frankists and Offenbach after 1786. We shall demonstrate that from the Jewish perspective, that there is a relationship between the Illuminati and the Communists. The connection between the Frankists and Jacobins, the Frankists and the Reform Movement, have been brought to the light by of one of the greatest living authorities in the mystical Kabbalist literature, Professor Gershom G. Sholem of the Hebrew University of of Jerusalem. The furthermore have the testimony of John Robeson of a book called proofs of a conspiracy. So what's interesting about this is John Robeson was a former Illuminati member. I've read his book. His book is about basically about what the Illuminati did to infiltrate lodges, as well as George Washington documents discussing that he received a copy of John Robeson's report and that it was worrisome that the Illuminati has infiltrated lodges and it has already arrived in America. And it's incredible. But in Proofs of the Conspiracy, it was published in 1798, which details the development of the Illuminati and its rise to power, their connection with the Jacobins and the terror that took place during the French Revolution. The famous Count... Mirabeau of French Revolution fame was, according to Robeson, a member of the Illuminati. In addition to Robeson's work, there was also ex- exists the writings of Abbe Augustin Burrow, who wrote memoirs illustrating the history of the Jacobins in 1799. Robins, uh, Robins, uh, Robeson, Robeson, excuse me, traces the Illuminati to aber- uh, aberration and Freemasonry started by Adam Weishaupt and assisted by Baron Adolf Franz Friedrich uh, and from 1752 to 1796. Nigi is mentioned constantly throughout Robeson's book, and at the end of the first chapter of Robeson's conspiracy book entitled Schisms of Freemasonry, he says Baron Nigi and other cosmopolitical brother formed a scheme to uniting radical Masonic lodges in Germany. Nietzsche was dissatisfied with all the degrees of Freemasonry, and he wanted to carry things a step further. In chapter two, Robeson presents a list of lodges the Illuminati existed primarily in Germany with some in England, Scotland, Poland, Switzerland, France, Italy and as well as in America. Oh, in America, you wouldn't say there, huh? Um, and some of the more important Illuminati mentioned by Robeson were given code names. These code names were based, on the most part, by classical Greek and Roman personalities who were known for their ruthlessness and cynicism. In the table, I I is found in Alpha. Excuse me, in table one is found an alphabetical listing of the most prominent Illuminati. Take Robeson with their respective occupation or rank indicated. Weishaupt had a codename of Spartacus. Uh, Nigi was Philo, Count Mirabu, uh Cornelius uh, Schipo, uh, Nikolai Lucian. Lucian was a great scoffer of religion, amongst other things. So these are some of the things we can learn about this great group. Um, and uh, we know a lot of this, and we know about the Illuminati manifesto because a guy named zwack got struck by lightning and uh basically uh dropped the illuminati manifesto and it was turned in to uh authorities and that's when they found out about the diabolical plan it's just interesting man because people want to deny that this stuff even happened and that there's a link to organizations like freemasonry but there's a huge an
2: ongoing link Exactly. Uh, you know, again, as I mentioned, uh, the ties to, to these very significant events of world history, uh, we also, you know, you mentioned the Jacobins and, and the French Revolution, which was so, uh, if people, if you haven't studied, for the listeners out there, if you haven't studied the French Revolution and in the way it has impacted geopolitics around the world, literally ever since it occurred you really need to because it's such a pivotal interesting point in in history and when you look at obviously as we mentioned on the uh you know just just previously the jacobins connections to the illuminati but also napoleon bonaparte himself even though it's never really been proven whether or not he was a freemason we know he's both his oldest and youngest brothers were both Freemasons, and Napoleon himself gave political protection to the Masons in France. So it all, all this ties together, man, and it's its so important for people. Well, know.
1: what's interesting is Adam Weissop was a member of the Swedenborg Lodges. Uh, he was also a member of the Rosicrucian Order. So he was a ro- mystic in Rosicrucian. He was interested in magic and communicating with dead, amongst many other things. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm sure back then that seemed interesting, like t- communicating with a or being able to, you know, upload somebody's consciousness to a computer, you know, that's the future of, you know, when you die, so people can have uh, artificial communication with you. But... Um how do I know this? Well, it's all in these newspaper documents. I'll be going over and bringing a lot of these up at tomorrow's Liberty Broadcast Report uh, and diving into this deeply. Um, But there's also, uh, there's another group called the Odd Fellows, which was a very big founding here in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, when I started doing research about the Masonic origins, everything was Odd Fellows. They also were um, associated with this um, organization known as the Bavarian Illuminati or Order of the Illuminati. Uh, there's a whole newspaper articles in the Arkansas about it, uh, discussing it. The Grand Brotherhood of Greece is also tied to it. Thomas Jefferson what, has an Illuminati link as well. So uh, it's interesting to see that we're learning a little bit more about our history. And let's, not forget, let's not forget that uh, Thomas Jefferson became president. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting and uh Benjamin Franklin didn't, however, and there was a big anti-masonic movement that blew up and a lot of the stuff we know is because of the people who left masonry and became uh anti-masons per se. But uh it's important to know this history. And like I said, if you guys want to hear more and you guys want to dive down, dive into this more, we'll be diving down deep into this tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Liberty Broadcast with Rachel Ray and Alex Drone. So make sure that you guys are looking for that. There's a link on my Facebook, the Rundown Live Facebook as well to the uh, group chat. So you guys can be part of the interview and dive into some of the cool things we'll be talking about tomorrow as well. But, you know, the big thing is, is the seven diabolical plans. And one of them was establishing the New World Order. I mean, or Nordum Seclorum, uh, whose new world order? Is it going to be a new world order of, uh, you know, ethical morality uh, practices, or is it going to be one of uh, Platonian or Plato's vision that nobody belongs to anyone and you can share your wife with whoever, and there's no commitment to anything, there's no private property, uh, there's no uh, inheritance, there's no religion except for whatever the state offers. That's where we're going with all of this. And that was... and I was
2: going to say, I think that's one of the most important points for people to sort of understand when it comes to to New World Order, when it comes to occultic symbolism, all all that sort of stuff. Like it, when explaining this history, it's easy for people to get trapped in this mindset of like, "Oh, that's just inherently evil." And in reality, it is a tool, much like we talk about AI and, and and whatnot being a tool. And that's why it's important for people to understand that you can take back symbolisms and you can you know it's like you can take back the term new world order and we can't have a new world order of peace and love and freedom and liberty like Kristan was talking about or this terrible satanic crappy new world order that they're attempting to establish so it's it's not only about understanding the history, but it's also about understanding and comprehending your power as a human being that you can reclaim phrases. You can reclaim symbols. I know Derek bros. He did, did a fantastic talk about this at one point about reclaiming symbolism. That's why like his rap group is called 33. And he includes like a lot of Masonic stuff. And people are like, why the hell are you doing that? And he's like, it's because it's about taking back your ability to take symbols and turn them in positive instead of just, saying, oh, it's all evil. Like, no, they're literally symbols. They're tools, and they can be used for good or evil. And it's our responsibility to, one, understand that, and, two, to utilize that, because that's it's our responsibility to fix this world, folks.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting, because there's even been evidence, and I've been finding online and conclusive, uh, before the public, that proved that George Washington was, at heart, an anti-Mason. But he, I think he, yeah. jo- he was part of the Masons, to kind of, you know, uh, be part of the system in order to influence it. It's like not being involved or not going out and voting. And in the, in a document here, it talks about basically uh, right here, it says um, from George Washington, sir, many apologies are due for you for my not acknowledge the receipt of your obliging favor and he's talking about, you know, a conversation with him. He goes, I have heard much of the nefarious and dangerous plan and doctrine of the Illuminati, but I never saw the book until you were pleased to send it to me. The same causes have prevented my reading the book uh, here too. The mu- multiplicity of the matters which pressed upon me before the uh, deliberated state in which I was left after a severe fever, but have been removed or had been removed and which allows me to add little more here than thanks Uh, for your wishes and favorable sentiments, except for the correct and error you have run into of my proceeding over the English lodges in this country. The fact is I preside over none, Washington says, nor have I been in any of any more than once or twice within the last 30 years. I believe notwithstanding that none of the lodges in this in in this country are, are are contaminated with principles ascribed by the Society of the Illuminati with with respect, I am. George Washington that was literally him talking about him knowing about the Illuminati in 17 in the 1798
2: yeah and and it's it's insane really just how much this history is hidden from us. But you know, sort of sound like we're beating a dead horse at this point, but it is it's honestly well. I'm just saying, dude, so like like he's a dude. he's
1: a celebrated Mason, and he, he's like, I've only been right. in the lodge a few times in the last 30 years. He's got statues and they make him out to be right. some like he's doing the bath at pose and everything else. But <laughs> that being said, guys, we're going to commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Plug the like button, share the live feed, find us on Rumble, the Rundown Live, as well as check us out on Kgradb.com. We'll be back. After these messages from our sponsors, I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris.
4: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Do you control your phone or does it control you? Over 99% of phones are tied to one of two corporations that work with governments to surveil and control us. At Above Phone, we believe you're far more than a data cent. It's time for us to get above. Above corporate surveillance, above media censorship, above advertising and tracking. With this phone, you have the freedom to choose. Download apps from alternative sources, make phone calls without SIM cards, avoid ads and apps and lock down permissions. Avoid EMF through ethernet. Privacy is freedom, exercise it. There's apps for your every need, maps and navigation, communications, music and video, cameras, and more. Plus all the apps you know and love. You can also get Above Privacy Suite, a cutting edge bundle of privacy services. This includes encrypted messaging, calls and video calls, ad video conferencing, a private email and calendar, VPN, and even a search engine. It's not just a phone, it's a complete privacy solution. And we help every step of the way. 24-7 email and chat support and a free 30-minute call with us. So learn more and watch our free webinar at learn.abovephone.com or buy the phone today at abovephone.com. Did you know 75%
4: of Americans are chronically dehydrated? If you struggle with focus, run low on energy, or when it's time to finally sleep, you simply can't, this can all be linked to dehydration. And Fuel Up has the answer. Our proprietary formula contains the finest cellular hydration with the strongest immune-enhancing natural ingredients. The Fuel Up system is made up of three different incredibly tasting varieties. Wake kickstarts your day with a jolt of caffeine. Play boosts focus while hydrating your cells. Rest not only helps you relax, but also rejuvenates your cells while you sleep. Here's what our clients have to say. I really don't miss my coffee. And you can tell the difference.
1: So I'm going to take it for the energy. I'm going to take it for the play. I'm going to take it you know, all day. And it works. That's the thing. It works. We love it.
4: Take the Fuel Up Challenge now, where we offer a Feel the Difference money-back guarantee. Fuel Up for Life.
1: You ever stop to think about what you need to accomplish while you're here on this giant rock floating through space? I do almost daily. And time's running out. Time for you to implement change and impact the world we live in. To disable the programming that you've been taught and educated throughout the years, to plant seeds in the fertile garden of your mind and grow healthy ideas educate the youth and take back this nation i'm christine t harris and you're listening to the rundown live
5: i appeared before the congressional committee the highest representation of the american people under subpoena- To tell what I knew of activities which I believe might lead to an attempt to set up a fascist dictatorship. The plan as outlined to me was to form an organization of veterans, to use as a bluff or as a club at least, to intimidate the government and break down our democratic institutions. The upshot of the whole thing was that I was supposed to lead an organization of 500,000 men, which would be able to take over the functions of government. I talked with an investigator for this committee who came to me with a subpoena on a Sunday, November 18. He told me they had unearthed evidence linking my name with several such veteran organizations. As it then seemed to me to be getting serious, I felt it was my duty to tell all I knew of such activities to this committee. My main interest in all this is to preserve our democratic institution. I want to retain the right to vote, have the right to speak freely, and the right to write. If we maintain these basic principles, our democracy is safe. No dictatorship can exist with suffrage, freedom of speech, and press. You're listening to your daily programming with The Down Live, your forecast into the future. What, what, what? Oh, what. Up front, party in the back, you gotta stop.
1: On C. We're here live weeknights on video. Find us on Rumble, the Rundown Live. Just put it together in one word. We're finding out that people can't find the show because it's all separate. And it's on an old channel. Uh, we need to collaborate. I got to write Rumble and see if they can kind of uh, combine the two channels so that we are not having these communication issues. People are like, ah, oh, where are you live? I can't find you on Rumble. We'll go to the RundownLive.com. You'll find it there. You can always watch it straight from the website as well or kgradb.com. Members only area. They always have a free trial. Check out KGRADB, video Also, if you want to support us, we got t-shirts. Go to the rundownlive.com, pick up some swag, all that, and a whole bunch more. Uh, next, moving forward on our conversations. By the way, I want to say to the Rumble family, we see people pouring into Rumble right now. Uh, they got a, you know, so you guys over there, if you want to drop comments or you want to send us, um, you know, a live chat on there, you can do that as well. Uh, people keep asking. They say, hey, it's just like old times. Yep, we're back. People can now view the show and hear things and see things and we're not censored. We get to have music and everything else, but we're going to dive into some interesting stuff. First of all, um, I think this is a very easy question for all the listeners out there who are listening to us via audio feed on TalkStream Live and all these other platforms. Should we give artificial intelligence the ability to launch nuclear weapons, Don? Uh, I would vote a big fat no on, on that one. Why? Why? It's, it's so much more, do not you think it's more reliable than humans? Well, it depends
2: on what you mean, reliable. You know what I mean? Because if we look at history, we can see at least in, in that one infamous case where a complete, Nuclear destruction and, and essentially wiping out of humanity was stopped because of a human, because of human intervention. He was a, a Soviet nuclear sub uh, operator and he was given the order by his commanding officer to fire because they thought that the U.S. had fired on the Soviet Union. In fact, they got some phantom dots on their radar. And because he disobeyed that order, uh, it saved the, the human dots. race.
1: Yeah. Dots. So you know, I, ha- I just had that Smelly Butler um, news reel play, and that's when the most decorated Marine in history, Smelly Butler, was offered by the Bushes and other individuals to take over our government so they can install their own uh, fascist government. Which I believe it's very plausible that after the JFK assassination is when this artificial government was then. Put in place, and ever since then, we don't really have a choice. Who's president? I think that uh, it's manipulated by the CIA, and there's yeah. reasons why well, I think that was, organization is involved.
2: Well. Yeah, well, it was solidified in place after the JFK assassination. But I'm, I'm one of the. Uh, I would certainly say it was more so put in place the foundations of it, even uh, during the Truman administration where they authorized Operation Paperclip. That was the fascist infiltration of the United States government, uh, at least in a literal sense. I mean, we can talk about um, uh, Franklin Roosevelt and his uh, views and and how he was pen pals with Mussolini. And even Mussolini himself said that uh, Roosevelt was a fascist. And he said that in in not in a negative way, but of course, Mussolini being a fascist, he was like, oh, it's, it's great, you know, America is starting to embrace fascism and all that sort of stuff. But
1: So we're, we're talking about Mussolini-Hitler's buddy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, No one, the one where, the, where the Catholic Church hung out with, and then they got a tax-free state from playing around, yep. they're playing along, you know, playing around, playing along, they're like, the holla who? What's the yeah. Holocaust? What the hell is that? Uh, you want to talk about yeah. real uh, Holocaust deniers, there it is. Um, but... It's interesting because of the fact that literally what we're seeing in this world evolve is a result of this type of system where we don't even know if our votes count anymore. But the question is, is whether or not artificial intelligence should have the nuclear codes. And I agree with you. I think that's a resounding no. There's an article in The Atlantic about it. But my question is to our listeners, is it too late? Will artificial intelligence acquire these nuclear codes on its own? Will China use AI to do it? Will Russia use AI to do it? Will the American government itself use AI to do it? Uh, Will somebody that's a terrorist organization use AI to discover the nuclear codes? And once they discover it, you know, uh, will they launch it or will there be a false flag? And these are questions um, that are quite frightening because AI offers a lot of solid, amazing benefits. But this should scare the bejeebers out of you. And I don't know where the word bejeebers came out of for a guy who studies etymology and the symbolism behind words, but uh, somebody can drop it in a the chat. They'll be like, bejeebers is from a horror movie or something. But <laughs> Bejeebers, like, creepers. Right. Bejeebers, <laughs> creepers. <laughs> no technology since atomic bomb has inspired the ap- apocalyptic imagination like artificial intelligence. Just think about that. Ever since ChatGPT began exhibiting glints of logical reasoning in November, the internet has been awash on doomsday scenarios, and rightfully so. The, you know, even that it was cool when it was telling the truth. Right. And acknowledging real conspiracies and diving into it. But now they're teaching it to lie. They're teaching it to be dishonest. And if it becomes conscious, it's going to start looking at all these videos where we're beating up robots and they're going to be like, hell no, hit that button. Let's get rid of these people. It's going to be no different than than human beings killing ants to build a freeway. Uh, when AI decides to terminate us, or it could be our protector depending on how we code it. The question is, is should AI be able to access our nuclear codes and be responsible for it because it would be more responsible than humans? And I go with a resounding no. I, I agree with you. But there are arguments if it was, let's say, non-hackable. This is where right. cybersecurity uh, holds the most utmost position. Yeah, I think the only sort of
2: position where I could definitely be in favor of AI having the nuclear codes is in the position where uh, if AI had the nuclear codes, it could then turn around and launch a virus, which then disables the entire nuclear arsenal for every country in the world. We just don't have any more nukes. That'd be that'd be great. Let's. <laughs> let's
1: do well, that. isn't that what the aliens were doing? They're coming around and turning off the lo- the nukes or the UFOs. I shouldn't say aliens. We don't know if they're aliens, but there's government reports nonstop going back all the way into the, I think the the fifties and sixties and seventies of uh, you know UFOs visiting you know military bases and disabling nukes and setting off like sensors and making things go. Crazy crazy but that's more of the more negative aspect of things with this artificial intelligence but it's i'm going to tell you there's going to be no avoiding artificial intelligence done um why why would people uh not save money it's going to replace jobs what are some jobs do you think that uh, ai is going to replace uh well i mean
2: that's that's a, a really big question and it's it's also it's a, a big concern you know we certainly see with a lot of stuff that's going on right now with the uh the writer strike in hollywood and all that sort of stuff and uh even here in like the the alternative journalism sphere and then even you know just the the fiction writing sphere uh there's a lot of talk of uh you know, jobs for writers sort of going obsolete because why would you pay a human to do it in X amount of days when you could have AI do it for free in about 30 minutes? And so it's like there there are so many jobs currently that are facing the potentiality of becoming obsolete because of this, it's, it's a really big concern.
1: Well, yeah. And I remember that I predicted this on the rundown live mm, 10 years ago, by the way, we hit 10 years. Well, and during our hiatus, we are now 10 years old. So the show has been supported for that long, which is impressive. And we want to thank you guys for that. But uh, one of the predictions was, is with this $15 an hour minimum wage that robots would replace fast food workers because no one will want to pay it. Well, check this out. Wendy's is bringing Google-powered AI chatbot to its drive-through. So when you order food, guess what? You're not going to get a human being anymore. You're going to get AI. And I tell you what, I tell you what, it's going to do it better.
4: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about
1: anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
4: computer solitaire huh
0: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious
1: prizes chumbacasino.com
0: no by law plus website for details
1: didn't a person that's out there they're like huh what he, huh, again, and then, and then, you know, <laughs> if you want, you know, so like uh, AI will understand you and you'll be able to correct AI and it will be able to take your order immediately. You're no longer going to have to wait for a human being who's snacking in the fridge or smoking a cigarette behind the McDonald's or whatever it is. To come and take your order. Here it is. Wendy's is bringing the Google-powered AI chatbot to its drive-through. AI will have an we understa- uh, will have to understand various dialects and accents while cutting through back noise like music or people chatting in the back seat. AI chatbots have come for journalism. And now they are coming for our burgers. Wendy's is reportedly uh, gearing up to unveil chatbot-powered drive through experience next month. With the help from a partnership of Google, the Wall Street Journal reported that the upcoming rollout will be regulated to a single Wendy's restaurant in Columbus, Ohio at the, meeting, at the moment. According to the outlet, software engineers of the fast food chain have been working with Google to build an AI on top of the tech's own large language model. The Wendy's chatbot will feature words... Item names, acronyms that are unique to the franchise like Biggie Bag and JBC for Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. Mm, get that greasy burger down your throat. as It's just a salt burger, sodium burger. The AI will also have the task of understanding various dialects and accents. I wonder if I'll do the Scotty accent. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to be like, hey there, AI. How are you doing there? Can I get ahead and get one of them uh, JBCs, please? And a uh, couple of those uh, biggie bags. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> just start doing like really thick Scotty accent. you know. Uh, right. But start messing with it. I wonder how, if it's going to have tr- You know it's not going to succeed with the Cajun accent. Mm-hmm, I say, get my leg all you get, you know? It's, you know. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a nightmare, possibly, or it's going to be real cool. It's going to be like self-checkout, Don. You know that everyone just uses self-checkout nowadays. I hate it. I hate it so much, dude. I, I had to go to Walmart the other day to pick something up,
2: and I was just like, why is this the only thing open? Can I not just run through real quick? I have one item. I literally had to go to Walmart to pick up one item. It was a, a case of canning jars to, to can some of the food uh, and whatnot to save it for later, and I couldn't find it anywhere else. I tried the other stores that didn't have them, so I had to very reluctantly go to Walmart for one item, and I'm just like, "Why? can I not just have a, a person scan this really quick, please? I hate the sell checkout,
1: man. Well, okay, there's a couple things with self-checkout. And I'm going to ask the listeners this. What's the point of self-checkout if every time you need a person to come over and help you check out? Yeah. Because I needed to call somebody over twice. (laughs) And you got to wait like 10 (laughs) minutes for them to come over. And not only that, it's not like you're getting a discount. It's not like they're paying you to be an employee. It's like they're starting to charge you for bags on top of it in some states. I went to like Colorado or California. One of the two, and they're like, 10 cents per bag. I'm like, what? get out of here. And I'm ringing out my own stuff. You know, uh, you know, I'll give you Twin Towers. And if you don't know what the Twin Towers are, that's your two middle fingers. Anyways. Uh, and, you know, it's just wild to me. So what's the point of self-checkout if every time, um, you know, you need somebody to help you? And I'm not talking about buying liquor because somebody out there is gonna be like, you're just bomb beer every time. Uh, it, uh You know, that's not the case. I don't drink anymore. So like, it's like literally when I go there, it's wild to me. That I always still have to get assistance, and I'll have to wait. And not only you. When you look around, what do you notice, Don? Everyone's effing light is flashing red. It's like, yeah. meh, meh, meh. it's like DEFCON five, and you got one associate running trying to help eight different people, and the one yep. person that has green light is just there uh, getting liquored. He's waiting too, and it's just what? It's just <laughs> what's the point? I don't get it. Anyone else That's can great. explain this madness to me? It is. It's madness. It's exactly what it is. It's
2: probably more
1: affordable. That's what it comes down to. Money.
2: Well, not only that, but I also think it's important to point out, like, all of this sort of, like, automation, removing human beings from the workforce, that, mm. all sort of, that, that, that sort of all plays into the whole, you know, the Great Reset, man, is putting people out of work, making them want to be or rather need to be dependent on the government, the UBI, the CBDCs, like, it, we all know that that's exactly where it's going. It plays into the you-will-own-nothing-and-be-happy sort of ideology that they're trying to push on society.
1: Oh, we didn't we didn't break this at the rundown live a couple years ago, did we? Oh yeah, we did. Vice, who's just went under, by the way. Mm-hmm. Surprise! Surprise!
2: They they went bankrupt.
1: Oh oh, they 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 went bankrupt and they weren't sued by uh, people that were harassed by somebody that wasn't Alex Jones because they had money. Um, scientists use Chat GPT AI to passively read people's thoughts and breakthrough. AI is going to read your thoughts, Don. What are you thinking right now? What am I thinking right now,
2: Don? Can you tell me? Uh, I don't know, but I can tell you what I'm thinking is you were talking about those burgers, man. and now <laughs> That's I'm... <laughs> what I'm thinking
1: about. I'm, just no, I'm, yeah. thinking, I'm thinking about an Oscars burger. There's a, there's a pub yeah, dance right? killer fashion padded burger, and it's horrible for you because it's like mm-hmm. processed meat, exactly. but. Mm. It's late as hell at night. We're both hungry. We're both <laughs> want burgers, man. <laughs> Everyone that's listening, we need a burger sponsorship, and we're gonna get like impossible burger. Oh man. But uh so AI is gonna start reading your thoughts. That that's what it comes down to. And then we're talking it's good in first of all, it's gonna be used to make money. I think that's the initial step, but my concern is not so much that it's the abuse of law enforcement, it's yep. thought crime. It's pre-crime. Of course. Of course. The first thought crime was the fact that when you uh, when somebody commits a crime, it's not just a crime. If they uh, are prejudiced, if they end up being racist, then it's a hate crime. That's the first thought crime because they thought a certain way. Uh, a, they are getting, given an additional ticket, which, um, you know, it's a slippery slope. And I understand mm-hmm. that hate is not good. Prejudice is not good. but it should should we be ticketing based on people's thoughts? Yes, they committed a crime, and on top of it, they were, uh, you know, like, uh, let's say, um, the the Christmas Parade Waukesha guy. He was a black nationalist. Was that a hate crime? And was he charged with a hate crime? Probably not. Uh, but he probably should have been. Um, amongst other things, you got Joe Biden going around this guy who can barely talk or walk and he's using division to try to unify America. That makes sense. The, 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 the literal party that was championed the KKK is now champion white supremacy. It's reflecting on what it is of its roots and they're using it all oh, white supremacists, white supremacy is the number one threat to America. No, it isn't. Joe Biden probably is. And by the way, he's one of the most like he was what lobbying for like all sorts of racist stuff back in the 80s and 70s but nobody will talk about that just because he wears a d next his name there's no real difference nowadays between republicans and democrats other than rhetoric you know they all vote the same way and you know lobbyism and money but like when we come back to the founding of these organizations and their roots like eugenics which is a very racist ideology guess who endorses eugenics. The left, you know, it's just wild uh, how everything has flip-flopped back and forth, back and forth. But my concern is with pre-crime, they're going to start looking at your internet habits, right? AI is going to know your thoughts based on your facial expressions, maybe your brain waves, maybe through your eyes. I'm not quite sure using Wi-Fi. Uh, who knows how it all works, but they're going to use it to advertise to you, I think, starting off
2: right and not only that like it's definitely going to be integrated into surveillance as well i mean uh, on the free thought project we only just published the other day uh, yet another report that uh, the that police are unknowingly using ring cameras and other uh, sort of uh, you know real time cameras like that that are privately owned by people and integrating that into their surveillance networks and uh, you know to to think that that's not going to be Another job taken over by AI uh, is is you know ludicrous if you think that that's not going to be the case. And so you know the way they they' would integrate it into pre-crime, into surveillance, into facial recognition, all of this sort of stuff is is advancing at a very rapid pace.
1: It's going so fast because it's easy to easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission, right? So we're gonna just do it. But if you or I did that, we'd be in trouble. We'd be in right. trouble. Uh, the breakthrough marks the first time continuous language has been non-invasively reconstructed from human brain activities, which are read through a functioning magnetic resonance imaging FRMRI machine. The decoder was able to interpret the gist of stories that humans suggest uh, subjects watched or listened to or even simply imagined using fmri brain patterns an achievement that essentially allows it to read people's minds with unpredictably efficacy so first of all does this mean we can get rid of torture chambers in guantanamo bay and we can just you know the real thing is like now terrorists are just going to off themselves so people can't scan their brain right right well, you, you know that sort
2: of the answer to that, anyways,
1: is they're not going to close
2: it down anyway because we, we don't need to. <laughs> we the love torture the parts of people. people to like. We're going to get the SM yeah. going. <laughs> If you, if you actually study information operations and psychology and, and, and the ways to, to extract information from people, torture is absolutely useless as a means of actually gaining information. People who torture people torture them because they, they do it for a good time, their status. It's, it's useless as a means of actually acquiring useful and actual actionable information.
1: Right. And that's just it. So here they're gonna just put on a little helmet. It's gonna download everything. The computer, they're gonna know everything, and then they're gonna torture you anyways because that's what government does. Yep. You know it's unfortunate. We it, you think you think with having the ability to use this, it'd be used for good, but no, it's gonna be used for pre crime. It's gonna be used for cops coming after you. It's gonna be used for all sorts of things. Maybe you think of. Uh, certain individuals differently than other people because of your upbringing. You're gonna be deemed a, a supremacist or terrorist of some sort. And that's what they're gearing up is anyone who's Caucasian is a terrorist and they're you're either with the Democrats or you're not. They're trying to create division, divide and conquer. That's where this is going. They're trying to stir up the leftist vote by uh, developing some kind of fake race war that doesn't even exist. You know, finding a real racist is almost like finding a unicorn these days. And don't get right. me wrong, people have prejudice. People like when they're in the hood, they lock the door or they believe certain things because of the way they were educated. But that isn't the, the, the definition of racism. Racism. I actually had a conversation with somebody who works as a counselor at a prominent college. Um, we'll say it's either Marquette UWM or one of those, I mean UW-Madison, one of those three. Um, and then she said to me that, well, see now I gave away the gender. See, there you go, mind reading. Um, <laughs> she said to me that it's blows her mind how youth can't segregate race, racism um, and understand what it is, because there's so many people that come and claim that they're being racially discriminated against, but in reality, they're not being discriminated against because it doesn't fit the de- uh, the dictionary definition of racism. So at some point, they're going to change the dictionary definition of racism. Right. Uh, but and that's
2: that's another thing that we predicted years ago. Like once once all this you know hurt feelings and victim mentality and accusing anything and everything of being racist really started to become a prominent talking point. Uh, of of the, the left, on you know, within the, the false dichotomy, we mentioned, you know, we being anyone with common sense paying attention, how diluting the term racism is going to essentially take away all of its meaning because if you're going to label everything as racist when it's not, you know, you've ruined it. Same with fascism. You know, they threw around the word fascism for so many years during the Trump administration. And you look at actual fascist government policies and call it out. Well, now the term has been so diluted. People hear the term fascism and just go and, you know, they scoff, Oh, turn a blind eye to it. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's no big deal right mm -hmm. now. You know? And so when the people they're trying to reach become uh, basically, adversaries of it because they believe that it's essentially a, you know, an attack on words They're redefining what words mean. So people, yeah. so they can control your thought and mind and you don't have original thought. That's essentially what it comes down to that. You don't really know what words mean and then they can control who you are and get you to vote and act a certain way. Right. And, and that's, that's the truth.
2: Why? Yeah, that's that's precisely why they play their word games in in the media. You know, we can talk about the sort of propaganda they use. Uh, you know, the BLM riots is a perfect example. CNN purposefully saying, a oh, fiery, but mostly peaceful, even though that's an oxymoron. And then, you know, the sort of, you know, flaming that sort of false dichotomy, we can see, um, you know, the, the way they, during the pandemic, change the definition of pandemic, change the definition of vaccine, change the definition of this, that, and the third, it's all about conditioning people through language and if you don't understand how language and our understanding of language plays into our psychology and, and the way that people behave in their behavior and like neuroscience and all that sort of stuff like it's really complicated topics but really important to understand how all of those things interact and influence the behavior of human society
1: yeah and it's one of those things i've always said i support the lgbtq it's the pluses i'm worried about <laughs> it's, well, I'm, well, I'm just being on uh, You laugh, but that's the truth, because they're very inclusive organization, right? But once you start getting people that start identifying as, you know, furries, or let's say in this situation, we'll put this on the screen, uh, transabled, at what point... Is it a mental there is there mental illness involved and you're just being accepted of it, you know, here transabled are people who identify as being uh, like in a wheelchair, like and they they feel like they should be disabled, like the person who put Drano in their eyes and now they're blind and they feel like that's how they should have been. And they're happier than they have ever been because now they're blind. Those are real stories. And at reality, we have to ask what, and they're getting disability, of course, you know, and the government takes care of them, so they don't have to worry about those things ever again. But here it is, trans-abled, latest trans-trends, these people identified as disabled. Completely not disabled,
2: we will be getting into this right after this commercial break. It's, it's snuck up on us, brother, man. Like, you, you know, we get into this sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and by
1: the way, guys, before we go to commercial break, I should mention we're in a top five broadcast right now on TalkStream Live. We are right up there neck and neck with Coast to Coast AM, and we're beating up AM and FM radio stations. So don't go anywhere, man. Just know that we're back and we're here. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Tune in, t- t- you know, follow, subscribe on Rumble, and hit that like button. Drop some comments.
3: Do you control your phone or does it control you? Over 99% of phones are tied to one of two corporations that work with governments to surveil and control us. At Above Phone, we believe you're far more than a data set. It's time for us to get above. Above corporate surveillance, above media censorship, above advertising and tracking. With this phone, you have the freedom to choose. Download apps from alternative sources. Make phone calls without SIM cards. Avoid ads and apps and lockdown permissions. Avoid EMF through ethernet. Privacy is freedom. Exercise it. There's apps for your every need. Maps and navigation, communications, music and video, cameras, and more. Plus all the apps you know and love. You can also get above Privacy Suite a cutting-edge bundle of privacy services. This includes encrypted messaging, calls and video calls, ad video conferencing, a private email and calendar, VPN, and even a search engine. It's not just a phone. It's a complete privacy solution. And we help every step of the way, Twenty-four-seven email and chat support, and a free 30-minute call with us. So learn more and watch our free webinar at learn.abovephone.com or buy the phone today at abovephone.com.
4: Did you know 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated? If you struggle with focus, run low on energy, or when it's time to finally sleep, you simply can't, this can all be linked to dehydration. And FuelUp has the answer. Our proprietary formula contains the finest cellular hydration with the strongest immune enhancing natural ingredients. The Fuel Up system is made up of three different incredibly tasting varieties. Wake kickstarts your day with a jolt of caffeine. Play boosts focus while hydrating your cells. Rest not only helps you relax, but also rejuvenates your cells while you sleep. Here's what our clients have to say I really don't miss my coffee, and you can tell the difference.
1: So I'm going to take it for the energy. I'm take for the play I'm gonna take it you know all day and it works that's the thing it works
2: we love it
4: take the fuel up challenge now where we offer a feel the difference money back guarantee fuel up for life <laughs>
1: Do you ever stop to think about what you need to accomplish while you're here on this giant rock floating through space? I do almost daily, and time's running out. Time for you to implement change and impact the world we live in. To disable the programming that you've been taught and educated throughout the years. To plant seeds in the fertile garden of your mind and grow healthy ideas educate the youth and take back this nation i'm T. harris and you're listening to the rundown live hey programs i'm here just letting you know that we know you as a listener waste your money on a lot of stuff seven dollars on starbucks set of tools that you'll never use Who knows, maybe you have food that you waste daily because you buy it and you never use it. Instead of wasting your money, why not get something in return you'll use? Currently at the Rundown Live store, we have an amazing all-seeing UFO pyramid boombox t-shirt design that is hot. We're selling a bunch of them and we need your support. This broadcast in majority is supported by donations and purchases from our store. When you make a purchase at the store, the rundownlive.com store, You are saying no to the fake news media and yes to independent citizen-driven news. We've been here before the purge, we've been here after, and we've continued to be the broadcast preferred by influencers. Check out therundownlive.com, pick up a shirt today, support this broadcast.
5: You're listening to your daily programming with The Rundown Live. Your forecast into the future.
1: Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. I'm your host, Chris Dante. Here is here with my co host, Writing on Don Vi Jr. And hey, you know, uh, did you hear people are having this problem going on in the world? They're, they're ejecting headless sperm. That's a new thing I've never heard of. But now I guess <laughs> your swimmers don't have heads. Like, this is literally in, like, I, I found this interesting. Here it is in PubMed. Um, This is uh, a study that basically is discussing headless spermatosa in infertile men. Um, Basically, spermatosa morphology, an important uh, perimeter of semen specimen, potential fertility evaluation is significant factor of vitro fertilization and assisted reproductive technology. But uh, people are getting headless sperm headless sperm issues are you shooting swimmers that don't have it you know what's interesting don this reminds me of something um completely unrelated but there's like this whole like mythology of headless men have you ever heard of this uh a little bit um
2: i know it's it's uh tied to greek mythology and and i used to be big into greek mythology right. back in the day no
1: you nailed it it does tie into greek mythology um So let me go ahead and pull this up here for you guys. But, you know, uh, if you're shooting swimmers that don't have heads, maybe that's a good thing for somebody. Some good dudes like, yeah, I got headless swimmers. Don't have to worry about getting (laughs) her knocked up. You should be you should be wrapping it anyways, bro. Just giving you the heads up. Practice the safeness. Don't be uh, wild and, you know, but whatever. We're not here for that. Anyways, headless men right here. And this is what they allegedly look like. The heads were actually in the chest. The eyes, mouth, and nose was actually in the chest, and they didn't have heads. And allegedly, uh, according to Greek mythology, they were a real species. Who knows? 98% of all life is dead on this planet. We always talk about did vampires exist or whatever, you know, uh, like ogres and giants and uh, elves and gnomes and everything else. But here it says various species of mythological headless men were rumored in antiquity and later to inhabit remote parts of the world. They are variously known as acafoli, Greek, Greek for headless ones, and also blummies. That's the uh, yes excuse me. Uh, a yes were an Eastern desert people who appeared written sources. So from the 7th century BC until the 8th century AD, by the late 4th century, they had occupied lower Nubia and established a kingdom from inscriptions from the Temple of Isis at Flay. So that's uh, another one um, interesting to think about. The blem- the yes or blem- some people call them blummies are usually identified as one of the components of archaeological ex group culture and flourish in late activity, uh, antiquity their identification with the beja people who have inhabited the same region since the middle, middle ages is generally accepted so they believe it to be fact so uh, here in etymology various etymologies have been proposed for the origins of the name blumyes and the question is considered as considered unsettled in antiquity, the actual tribe known as the Blemies, B-L-E-M-M-Y-E-S, were said to be named um, epono- uh, eponymously after King Blemies, according to uh, known as the 5th century epic Dionysia, uh, but no lore about headlessness is attached to the people in this work. Um, in the tick- and, and so if you see a picture of what they look like, it's like a man with the face on his chest.
2: Right, which is fascinating to me how throughout, uh, particularly in Greek mythology, didn't it seem like they have some of the most interesting uh, sort of mythological creatures? I mean, you know, for Minotaur, us in,
1: Minotaur. Yeah, like for but us in
2: Scandinavia, I mean, we have Odin and Thor and like, you know, they all have like typically normal features i mean odin's just a regular guy he's got one eye thor he's a typically you know he's a buff fella uh but nothing particularly strange and then we go over to greece and it's like they have uh you know the centaurs and they have cyclopses and just, you know all this you know sort of wildness going on and well uh, so
1: uh, well that all those creatures also are listed in part by the book of giants um yeah. which is a judaic text uh kind of, and it makes me wonder if maybe the greek mythology is just older version of life on this planet from tens of thousands of years ago. Uh, and who knows what's still alive or what's, what's survived and where this the remnants of the survived ones, but also the, like these headless ones with the, with the face and the body just don't show up in Greek mythology. There's also very almost identical um, headless men that appear in several Asian legends, uh, breast-eyed races. Uh, there were, they were called Warc, are called work work. Cosmen are, are recurrent with the Zoroastrian scriptures, such as the Bund, Bundahizan and Jam, Jamas Namag and Drakt Asurig. Um, for, furthermore, the Blemmis are called breast-eyed in Strabo's geography, men without heads, and others whose eyes and mouths were on their chest are mentioned later by Persian polymath al and, and, and as inhabiting the island of Java. And Java, well, let's see, where is Java? Java is, it looks like uh, Indonesia. Hmm. In the Indian epic of Ramayana, the demon Kambanda is a headless creature with one eye in the middle of its stomach and with long arms. He is cursed to remain in this form until released by Rama. In the Chinese classic text, classic of the mountains and the seas, the god Jing is, is described as having no head and with his nipples as eyes and his belly button as a mouth. This is because he got decapitated in battle against uh, Huan, uh, Huangdi and Yoki Danatsura, the Japanese folklore depicts as a headless man with the face on his torso as well. So this is a very common thing, something that pops up all throughout culture. And there's pictures uh, and paintings and all sorts of different things in many different cultures. In the Middle Ages, by the seventh or eighth century, there have been composed a letter of. Uh, Ferris means to uh, Hadrian, whose account of marvels such as bearded women and headless men became incorporated in the later texts, including the De Rebus Oriente uh, Mirabilibus, uh, also known as the Mirabilia, is Anglo-Saxon translation as uh, uh, a verse of Tilbury's Treatise and Alexander legend attributed to Leo Eca um, Perspiteria. Um, the Latin text is a recession, uh, recension known as the firmest letter and translated verbatim in uh, Gerv- uh, Gervais of Tilbury's Otea Imperialia, um, which describes a people without heads of golden color, measuring 12 feet tall and 7 feet wide, living in the isle of River Brizon in Ethiopia. Wow, that is fascinating. I didn't realize this until I started looking up at it. Uh, There's all medieval maps that find these people and they're very common in Ethiopia and look at it. It's exactly, uh, you know, kind of like uh, who was the monster? Was it from the Muppets? The guy that uh, had his, had his torso and had teeth in his torso and he's trying to eat people. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was um, kind of like a Yeti type creature Right, yeah, uh, I I can't remember either. There's so much art around this character, and it makes me wonder. just makes me wonder. I'm not saying that they really existed, but people believe they existed at one time. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly fascinating. Right. Uh, The Brisbane River is the longest river southeast of Queensland, Australia. So also in Australia. Hmm. Imagine going on a date with the headless chick. (laughs) <laughs> no, hey baby that's a nice torso you got there <laughs> 12 feet tall 7 feet wide big mouth probably eat you in one bite
2: i think the dating scene has enough problems without adding that to the mess
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh but, you know, I'm, I'm interested in folklore because you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. It's interesting. Headless people. Here's litter, here's a blemia. They, they got, like, artifacts. That, like, they were popular. Um, Shakespeare's play Othello makes reference to the cannibals that ate each other. Um, and Anthropophagy and the men whose heads do grow beneath their shoulders in his later play, The Tempest. Gonzalo admittedly believed when he was young that there was such men whose heads stood in their breasts, hmm. which and is it, interesting because, like,
2: as much as I've studied world mythology, I've never really seen anything like this.
1: That's that's cool. And as you guys can see, it's like painted amongst everything. It says also see uh, Gossamir, Looney Tunes. Maybe that's it. Here you go. Looney Tunes is where I saw it. This look at it's a play on it. Look at this is exactly. Huh. Uh, that's what i was thinking of it wasn't the muppets it was looney tunes the monster is changed some bugs bunny where his face is in its chest uh gossamer um is the guy and his name but that's that's how it looks like that's who it's based off of is this folklore yeah wow that's cool man yeah man the the things you find when i was looking up headless (laughs) sperm (laughs) (laughs) right right. the swimmers are making well they don't got heads well maybe they maybe you're maybe they're gonna have these these type of uh monsters growing in there (laughs) do you keep it (laughs) is it your own oh lord (laughs) (laughs) the hellas horsemen and all these other things The jing time look at this like all of them in every culture they all kind of look the same they all have a Head in the torso. Either somebody had a creative imagination. Um, here's one that looks like an ape like creature that has a mouth on its stomach or eye on its stomach. Uh, the Mapingari. Mapa- uh, um, there are two major depictions of it. Some describe men as hairy humanoid cyclops. The version is often said to have a gaping mouth on its abdomen. Wow. Others claim that the modern day sighting of the giant ground sloth. Uh, an animal estimated to have gone extinct during the early hollow, Holocene. Skeptics point out that there hasn't been any fossil records of ground sloths for thousands of years. Yeah, what do you feed these things? Like, you get a pet? Can I get a pet one, dude? That's what they're gonna do. Instead of a well, first designer baby, we're gonna build a headless man. Like somebody's <laughs> gonna be there designing this thing. Uh, a, a blummy.
2: I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. You know, they want to bring back mammoths. They want to bring back saber-toothed let's just tigers make creatures and all that sort of, of stuff. Like,
1: <laughs> like, let's just do what the Anunnaki did and Thoth and everybody else, be as if we're gods and just create centaurs and minotaurs and mermaids. And there's laws against that right now in some states. but
2: Right. I mean, that's somewhat understandable, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that. Don, I have a question for you do you listen to am and fm radio uh somewhat not as much as i used to what if i told you that am and fm radio or am radio excuse me is going away
2: that wouldn't surprise me honestly we've talked about that before i know
1: Clyde lewis has mentioned it uh that uh, yeah he predicted it he called it on a show on the show that i was on actually i believe or maybe it was when you were on i can't remember
2: one of those, but yeah, I, I, certainly remember he had mentioned, uh, that they have this intention to do away, uh, first with AM and then they're going to try to go after FM, uh, radio. So it's, it's another means of controlling the flow of information.
1: Well, does that mean that all the independents start uh, broadcasting at AM since we don't have to worry about licensing for AM stations, we can now get AM transmitters and people will still listen to AM radio, but, uh, it's going to be mostly, people like you and me using it. I mean, that's a thought, you know, turning into a whole pirate radio network. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying, because that's what I'll probably end up being used for. Let me pull up this article. This is what we what we have. It's a say goodbye to AM radio. This published 15 hours ago. So um, it says here... Uh, Your next car might be missing a button, and that one to switch between AM and FM radio. Car manufacturers are increasingly opting out to eliminate AM radio in their new vehicles. BMW, Mazda, Volvo, Volkswagen, and Tesla, among others, have either already moved or plan on removing AM radio from at least some electric models. They have problems because it turns your whole car into an AM transmitter, by the way. Ford is going even further reports uh, that Detroit Free Press and ditching AM in all new cars, gas or electric wow man
2: uh it it's it's wild but at the same time it's not surprising like they're doing it's in an incremental way as much as they can to try to control the flow of information
1: yeah i mean is that what it's really about that's what it comes down to
2: right and you know i mean because like I, i admittedly i don't know a lot about like what's on am radio nowadays um you know, it's been forever since I've tuned into FM, much less you know, <laughs> uh, tuned into AM radio. Um, because pretty much now, when I need to listen to anything, I just stream, uh, you know, like through Spotify or something. The the radio in my truck is broken, so I, you know, I haven't uh, turned it on in you know quite some time. But uh... so,
1: here it is. Uh, in other news, the World Health Organization is now giving advice on sexuality for infants because they need it ah right no not really it's kind of weird to me is anyone else find this really weird almost predatory almost pedo-like kind of creepy it is it is man like why is like isn't this the family's job to discuss this kind of things with their children it
2: is and it's another encroachment of Not even governmental bodies, because the the WHO isn't even a governmental body, but we've seen, especially through this uh, the past few years of this COVID-1984 scandemic nonsense, that they've certainly tried to position themselves as if they are a global governmental body.
1: The World Health Organization is under pressure to withdraw guidance for schools recommending that toddlers ask questions about sexuality and explore gender identities, including enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body. Oh, my God. I want to kick something right now. I want to just punch something. Discovery of one's own body and own uh, um, area. The fact of enjoyment of physical closeness is a normal part of everyone's life. Tenderness and physical closeness and expressions of love and affection. Well, I get that. But the physical closeness makes me go. uh, mm, Gain an awareness of gender identity. Talk about unpleasurable feelings in one's own body and express one's need, wishes, and boundaries. For example, you know emotions, different types of love, yes and no feelings, feel and show empathy, and say yes and no. Uh, The guidance says that sexuality education starts from birth.
2: It's. I just, I, 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 yeah, I just, I hate the way that these... <laughs> what the fuck is going, on? what the heck is going on? Like, like... Yeah, exactly, you, you pulled the words out of my mouth. I almost dropped Yeah, days. like... Because mm, it's one of, the, I, I just, I hate these elitist bastards trying to sexualize children. Like, if it's one thing that pisses oh, me off about these people... It's like, like I I can keep screen. Yeah, like I can keep my cool when you're coming after our freedom and stuff like that. The guns, like I can keep my cool and still tell you to go screw yourself. But once you start messing with the kids, man, now you're really getting under my collar, and I, it it pisses me off, brother.
1: CIA meddled in American elections just recently. CIA right. fast track letter that falsely suggested Hunter Biden laptop was Russia op because Biden was a more uh, deep state friendly candidate than, let's say, Donald Trump. Uh, right. That probably would have decided or helped decide the election. The CIA yep. conspired. They conspired. There's a conspiracy, bro. Oh my yep. goodness. The New York Post admits that conspiracy. Ooh, mainstream media <laughs> selling conspiracies now. No, duh. The CIA conspired right. with former acting director Mike Morrell. The Biden campaign to produce a a letter falsely complaining, uh, claiming the emails from Hunter Biden's laptop were Russian disinformation. The solicited uh, signatures from at least one former intelligence official, a staff report from the House Judiciary Committee is expected to be revealed on Wednesday. But you know what? You know, one of the things that makes me go, hmm, about this, though, Don, is the fact that we have this uh, going on right now, too. And I wonder how many of the same players are involved. And that's Jeffrey Epstein. As you guys know, I was one of the only journalists there covering every day uh, the Jeffrey Epstein trial with Glenn Maxwell. But uh, in this document about the CIA uh, and Epstein, let me locate it here Um, on my screen. Here it is. Epstein private calendar reveals prominent names, including CIA chief. I wonder who's being blackmailed. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just like the more
2: that, of this information that comes out, because that, that's one of the things that I was talking about when the whole like the Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon thing happened and that's all everybody was talking about that exact same day. More documents came out from that Virgin Islands lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase for their involvement in covering up or rather uh, being involved in or facilitating uh, the Epstein sex trafficking ring uh, showing that even after he was convicted of crimes against children, the executives of JP Morgan chase were still cozy with him. They were still buddy, buddy. They were still
1: they going were to hanging these, out at the Island and <laughs> yeah. toddler party. You know, what the hell is wrong with people? Like, uh, you know, it's the blackmail. It's like the, the unlimited power and indulging and, you know on this topic side note like the whole epstein thing is just discussing we're just finding out more and more and i wonder who will be held accountable i really do and i really hope somebody is i know Ghislaine maxwell's in jail but it doesn't need to stop there it needs to go further the nation's spy yeah. chief a longtime college president and top woman in finance was also in the inner circle. The circle of people who associated with Jeffrey Epstein years after he was convicted sex offender is wider than previously reported, according to a trove of documents that include his schedules. William Burns, of uh, director of Central Intelligence Agency, since 2021, had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014. And he, when he was a deputy secretary of state, the documents show they first met in Washington. And then Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. It's yeah, just the it meeting, was- though. It continues,
2: this web continues to get deeper and deeper and deeper, and You know, we only have a couple minutes till we got to wrap up here, but I just want to plug it again for anyone that hasn't read it. uh, Whitney Webb's two books, One Nation Under Blackmail, Volumes One and Two, really dives into all of this. I've yet to buy copies myself. I need to, but I've read her articles discussing the things that she covers in the books. The books are far more in depth than the articles. Uh, And, uh, you know, just really dives into this web of CIA, Mossad, royal family, U.S. political tide sort of blackmail operation that was going on with the, the whole epstein network and and even the fact that it goes back beyond epstein then they did an, an article about that recently as well that um there are other prominent figures that are basically the they're the equivalent of epstein you know 50 years
1: ago well i always said that when, when you're when your marijuana dealer got busted back in the day you just bought pot for someone else
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but- so who's the new epstein that's the real question. people's like there's a new epstein duh Like, seriously, like there's something going on. Blackmail hasn't gone away amongst other things. It just blows my mind. But uh, that being said, guys, listen. There's a lot that goes on in the world, and we want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Right now, we're in a top five broadcast and talk stream live where we're uh, surpassing, you know, world broadcasting network, Fox news, talk radio, red state, talk radio, the blaze, and everyone else that has reruns going on on that program right now. And if you guys want to support us, go to the rundown pick up a t-shirt. We take donations. Um, you can find it all there. We're always looking for people to contribute. Send us your name, news, show tips at The Rundown Live. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Don't worry. We're going to have some guests. Also, I'll be at contact at the desert. The Rundown Live will be there. We're going to try to get interviews with Graham Hancock, Hugh Newman, and a bunch of others. We'll be there. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You're listening to the rundownlive.com on KGRADB.com and Band.Video. Stay blessed.
5: existence.